Electronic Specifier. Hello and welcome to this Electronic Specifier Insights podcast. My name is Mick Elliott and I will be your host. The topic today is millimetre wave signal generators and the increasingly important need for higher performance instruments to meet a number of challenges facing design and test engineers. To discuss solutions to these challenges, I am delighted to introduce our guest, Sadashiv Fadniz, Product Marketing Manager at Enritsu. Sadashiv, welcome. Thank you, Mick. So, what are recent market and technology trends that drive features and performance of millimeter wave analog signal generators? Thank you, Mick, and uh, welcome everybody. I'm excited to talk about the millimeter wave signal generators today. Now, we see a few major technology trends. You know, one of them is that the communication systems are moving more and more to millimeter wave frequencies in order to get uh, greater bandwidths. And all that is driven by this need for higher data rates in communication systems. So that's one trend. The second trend definitely we see is that there has been increasing complexity of modulation formats, like for example, 1024QAM or 8KOFDM in today's communication systems. And this means those systems are operating at higher SNR and hence higher RF power. So this drives the demand for power amplifier devices with better output power and signal generators with higher power and better harmonics or spurious to test them. So that's another trend that's uh, impacting, you know, high performance millimeter wave signal generators, you know, performance. The third is increased level of digitization in RF transceivers. Today, gigabit ADCs and DACs have become increasingly central to receivers and transmitters performance. The digitization of signals is moving closer and closer to the antenna and transceiver chains. Testing gigabit ADC DACs requires a signal generator with very good signal purity. And the fourth trend we see is with broadband backhaul networks moving to higher and higher speeds. They need a high stability clock source to test those systems, you know. So th- these are the four trends that we see in the market today that drive the need for high performance uh, analog signal generators. So clearly some challenges there. So h- how is Enritsu addressing the need for higher performance analog signal generators in the market? We are taking a- on this challenge head on. We recently introduced our latest high performance analog signal generator product called Rubidium. I'll talk about a few areas where Rubidium excels or, you know, stands apart from all the signal generators that are out in the market today. So one of them obviously is we offer extended frequency range up to 43.5 gigahertz. But really the area where Rubidium outperforms substantially competition is in the area of signal purity, right? Now, as you know, signal purity includes phase noise, spurious, harmonics, which together determine the signal-to-noise distortion of high-signal, high-performance signal generator. Rubidium kind of establishes a new milestone in phase noise performance. Typically, if you see, you know, high-performance signal generators offer 
two tiers of uh, low phase noise options on top of the standard. Uh, generally, the tier two low phase noise option is better than tier one, which in turn is better than the standard. Now, Rubidium's standard phase noise performance by itself exceeds that of competition's tier one low phase noise performance. In fact, it almost approaches the performance of competitors tier two low phase noise performance. Now, of course, Rubidium itself offers its own tier one and tier two uh, low phase noise options, which are obviously unmatched by any competitor signal generators in the market today. Now, to add to that exceptional phase noise performance, Rubidium also offers a third tier of low phase noise option that delivers an unprecedented minus 140 dBc per hertz at 10 gigahertz and 10 kilohertz offset. You know, that gives you an idea of how much better Rubidium is in terms of phase noise. Now, the second factor that uh, contributes to signal purity is, of course, harmonics and spurious. Now, in the main frequency band of operation, that's say 50 megahertz to 20 or 43.5 gigahertz, Rubidium offers 3 dB better harmonic than competition with the standard output power. Now, as you know, lower harmonic and spurious lead to more accurate measurements, such as you know nonlinear measurements of devices like amplifiers, mixers, etc. Now, the third area where Rubidium really excels is the high output power. You know, Rubidium outperforms the competition here as well in both standard output power and high output power. Now, as I mentioned previously, the spurious and harmonics are critical for nonlinear measurements, but along with that, output power is also critical. Now, with the introduction of uh, 5G and R specifications, the new Wi-Fi specifications that go up to, you know, that cover 60 gigahertz band, the modulation formats are getting more and more complex. Hence, new systems have to operate at higher SNRs, you know, which I have mentioned in one of the uh, technology trends I've talked about earlier. Now, these require devices that deliver higher output power, and they have to do that at ever-increasing power efficiency. Now, all these requirements create a need to characterize the non-linearity of amplifiers and mixers much more rigorously. And this is where Rubidium's high output power and low harmonic and spurious really enables the users to do that. The fourth area in which uh, Rubidium excels is in terms of uh, better frequency stability and accuracy. Right. So let me explain those terms a little bit, and then I'll talk about Rubidium's performance. So let's start with frequency accuracy. Say you set a frequency of signal generator to a specific value on the front panel. Accuracy is determined by how much the actual output frequency measured at the RF connector differs from that set frequency on the front panel. It is generally expressed in PPM. So that's the accuracy. Now, stability, frequency stability is a measure of how much actual output frequency varies over a period of time, right? 
accordingly, you know, when you characterize the frequency variation over a few seconds, it's called short-term stability. When you characterize that over a few minutes uh, to an hour, it's called mid-term stability. And when you characterize that over days and months, it's called uh, long-term stability. Now, this output frequency variation that I have described above, you know, is generally random in nature. So if you probably take a mean over a long period of time, it converges to a particular value, particular number, right? However, when this variation moves in one direction consistently over long periods of time, like several months, it's called aging drift. And the rate at which it drifts is called the aging rate, right? So that that is also part of the stability equation, so to speak. So Rubidium's frequency stability and accuracy are an order of magnitude better than any signal generator out in the market today. You know, that's the kind of difference in performance that I'm talking about in Rubidium. Now, the last area that I want to talk about where Rubidium really excels is Rubidium offers a great uh, utility feature in terms of ability to calibrate level and frequency on site, meaning at customer location. And customers can do that as often as they want. And, and here, Andritsu offers a complete solution to do the calibration. I mean, the calibration requires USB sensor and a GPS receiver, and all those are built into Rubidium. That's an impressive performance, Salashiv. Can you tell us a bit more about where an outstanding phase noise performance would be important? Yes. So uh, phase noise is important in several measurement applications. You know, phase noise is one of the parameters that primarily defines the signal purity. For instance, take the case where you want to test an up-down converter block in a communications transceiver, you know. You could use a signal generator as a low source to test the performance of the chain. Because communication systems use higher order and complex modulation formats, as I've mentioned before, they have to operate at higher SNR point to achieve the quasi-error-free BER or BLER. This SNR of LO source contributes directly to the SNR in the signal path of the up-down converter, obviously. Uh, hence, you need a signal generator with higher SNRs that is better phase noise because phase noise is a, the most important factor that determines SNR of uh, signal generators. And in addition to that, you know, your spurious and harmonic have to be lower as well. So that's one instance where phase noise is really critical. Another example is where you want to measure, say, effective number of bits of a high-speed ADC and DAC. You know, high-speed ADCs are central to today's communication receivers. They are moving ever closer to the antenna. They are used to digitize RF and IF signals, after which these signals are subjected to sophisticated DSP techniques. Uh, these DSP algorithms have made receivers very powerful. Today's receivers are much more powerful than the analog receivers we had, uh, uh, you know, a few years ago. And that, and because of the DSP techniques, uh, receivers can switch frequencies very fast. They can reject out-of-band signals better. Uh, 
and can receive multiple channels simultaneously. Right. So that's there. There has been a tremendous improvement in receiver performance because of the DSP techniques. And clearly, so you know, digitization is central to these receivers, and the SNR at the output of high-speed ADCs, which is where the digitization occurs, is pretty much determines the quality of output signal that you can get from the receiver. ADCs E knob is a function of SNR at its output. Surely you you do you know you want to measure and characterize both SNR and ENOP. And analog signal generators are generally used for measuring SNR or ENOP of uh, high speed ADCs. Hence the SNR of signal generator needs to be as high as possible so that it does not contribute significantly to ADC's SNR, which in which is what you are trying to measure, right? And the SNR of signal generator is determined primarily by its phase noise. So the lower the phase noise, the higher the SNR that you get out of the signal generator. And this is where rubidium's outstanding phase noise makes it an ideal choice for ENOB measurement. Now, yet another application is when you are testing radar, RF and IF signal processing chains. In radars, the reflected and uh, Doppler shifted signal is received and detected in the receive in the in the receive chain. Right, analog signal generators can be used as allo sources in radar up down converters as well. Clearly, the lower the phase noise of signal generator you use as allo source when you are testing the up down converters, lower the signal you are going to be able to receive. You know. And Rubidium's low phase noise option offer performance six up to 60 B or better than today's competition. This means you can detect signals 60 B or lower. I think that's uh, significant. So how does Rubidium achieve such great frequency stability? And, and when is that useful? Yes, yeah, so Rubidium offers two options which have an order of magnitude better frequency stability and accuracy. Both these options are based on what I call, you know, atomic standard, atomic reference, right? All the signal generators in the market uh, depend on an OCXO reference today to achieve higher frequency stability. Frequency of OCXO is based on mechanical vibrations of the crystal, which is subject to wear and tear over long periods of time, such as months and years. This wear and tear contributes to a higher frequency drift because, you know, the crystal itself is changing in shape because of the vibration wear and tear. Now, as opposed to that, an atomic standard reference is based on atomic properties of the element and typical and, and usually the element used in the in the atomic standards is rubidium. The reference based on atomic standards are a lot more frequency stable and accurate, right? And uh, rubidium offers two atomic standard options. We have a optionally built-in rubidium reference itself in the signal generator or we also offer a GNSS or a GPS receiver, which can connect to 
a satellite and then track the national standard, which is, you know, atom, based on atomic standard. So the optionally built rubidium reference, where is that useful? You know, that's one of the options that we offer. That is useful or that's interesting for applications where you really don't want to depend on a, any external signal to achieve great frequency stability. For example, in military applications where you don't want to depend on an external satellite signal you, when you are in the field, you know, it may not even be available. This is where, and you still need the great uh, frequency stability. And this is where the built-in rubidium reference is uh, useful. Now, the GNSS and GPS receiver is useful to customers who can readily access satellite signals. You know, these can be, you know, calibration labs or metrology labs. And and these are the customers or these are the use cases where uh, GPS or GNSS is useful. Shadish, if you, you mentioned about the ability to calibrate frequency and level on site, um, could you elaborate on that? What does it mean for the customers? Sure. You know, so one thing to keep in mind is that Anritsu provides all the elements needed to calibrate frequency and level. So it's a complete solution that we offer. And there are a few things to keep in mind about this calibration itself. The calibration, of course, by no means replaces a factory calibration. Rather, it enables customers to verify accuracy of frequency and level at any given time and correct if any drift has occurred. The correction applies on top of factory calibration data and really does not override it. So if the customers want to go back to the factory calibration data, they can do it, right? The calibration requires an Anritsu power sensor and a GPS receiver, which as I mentioned is offered as an option. We have a range of USB power sensors that we offer. The signal generator should be connected to a GPS signal to do the frequency calibration. And obviously, a, uh, in order to do the level calibration, you have to connect one of the USB power sensors that we offer to the USB port on the front panel and then um, connect it to the RF output of the signal generator to do the level cal. CAL procedure itself is integrated into the GUI and uh, just requires a few touches on the touch screen. It's very, very simple, really. Just a, a final question. Can Rubidium be used as a signal simulator in measurement applications? Uh, yes, in some cases. For instance, while testing pulse radars, uh, Rubidium can generate fairly simple to complex pulse patterns, which can be used to simulate various types of uh, target responses when, when you're testing pulse radars, right? Uh, Rubidium's pulse modulation option offers ability to generate up to four pulses within one PRF period. And each of those pulses can be varying in pulse width and delay. This can simulate either multiple target returns or ground clutters and so on. So that's one ability that is built into the pulse modulation option uh, of Rubidium. Then the second thing you can do is you can take a single pulse and do a step delay within one PRF period. 
And in addition to that, you can also do an AM modulation on top of it. So this can simulate an approaching target or a target moving away. So in conclusion, I can say, you know, Rubidium helps customers to make better measurements in a variety of applications. Satoshi Fadness, thank you very much indeed for that illuminating talk on millimeter wave applications. Thank you. Thank you. Electronic specifier.